One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today we've got a crazy story where a nurse stiffs a DoorDash driver and gets arrested. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, how I got the best of a rude coworker, a raise, and better grades. It's somewhere around the summer of 1988. I was 14 and had gotten into a bit of trouble with the police in another state while on a one-week trip. This was uncharacteristic of me. I was smart, good kid otherwise, a bit of theft and damage. I was trying to show off for some kids I'd met and ended up making a huge mess of things. Damage was $100 or so. My parents required that I pay the person back double the loss and the way I do that is to get a job. I accepted all of this as I was truly sorry for it. Mom told me to go down to our local convenience store and ask Mr. Smith for a job. Mr. Smith needed a stock clerk for his busy convenience store and hired me on the spot at 3.35 an hour. I worked about 20 hours a week, Saturday 11 to 6, Sunday 11 to 6, and Tuesday nights. The job was good. On one end of the building was a sub shop and the other end was the store. The middle was where the desk and all the stock was. Walk-in coolers and such were between this room and the store. There were three cashiers that worked there, Amy, Betty, and Charlie. Charlie only worked Sundays. Betty worked Saturday nights and several nights a week. Amy handled the bulk of the shifts. At the time, they were all old as dirt, but if I had to guess, Amy was in her 50s and Betty and Charlie in their 30s. Betty and Charlie were always very nice to me and the customers but Amy was a sneaky and conniving witch. The summer ended, and I kept working there through the fall and into the winter. I also started working Wednesday nights. Whatever the maximum hours I could work there were, that's what I was scheduled for. During the six months I was there, Mr. Smith had fired three other stock clerks, all for theft, dropping cases of beer into the dumpster to retrieve later, food, cigarettes, and so on. I never did and it honestly never even occurred to me too. Mr. Smith was generous. I could have soda and candy when I wanted. Just don't touch the beer and don't steal from him. I loved the little round beef jerky that was in a glass jar at the counter and Orangina soda. The job was simple and I had it down. Keep the cooler stocked, sweep and mop the floors, help customers carry things to the car. On Tuesdays, we got the week's order, so that night I'd put price tags on everything loved using the tag gun, rotate stock, and so on. Stocking the cigarettes was the cashier's job, but I never minded doing it and would help them by bringing out the cartons they needed and so on. Basically, I did what the employees needed, never witched, always showed up on time, and never complained. Mom enforced a strict rule with my paychecks. I could spend half the net, but half had to go in the bank. So my bank account was getting higher and higher. I used to enjoy looking at the account passport book and the balance printed in there. My mom worked in a place in town where she saw and kind of knew everyone. The kind of person that, when I got my driver's license years later, I wouldn't dream of breaking any laws, driving too fast, or playing music in the car. We were forbidden to play music the first year we got our license. Good rule. Keeps us from being distracted. Because someone always told her what they saw, and we always got caught. So one day, my mom comes home from work and says she needs to talk to me. That her friend was in the store, and Amy, who didn't know she knew my mom or me, was smoking and talking with one of her friends and said something like, Watch this. 
OP, she screamed, get up here, and I did. Go sweep the parking lot. It was drizzling out, but I put a coat on, grabbed the sweeper, and got to work. Amy and her friend got a huge laugh out of it all. My mom's friend paid and went straight to my mom and told her the story. As the day went on, mom found out from someone else that Amy had said some other demeaning things about me too. Amy was a yeller and cranky, she would slam things, she would say rude things about other people to me. She wore these heels that used to make a clomp 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 sound throughout the store when she walked around. I remember being stunned. I was a good kid and no one knew about my little issue with the police, which had since all been cleared up and I was quite law-abiding. I played a varsity sport, easily got good grades and had friends. Why would an old adult do this to me? Mom asked me what I wanted to do and I told her that I couldn't work there anymore. She said, good, get on your bike and go tell Mr. Smith you quit and tell him why. So I did. Mr. Smith seemed shocked when I told him the story. I also told him that my grades were beginning to suffer. See, I was now working Tuesday and Wednesday nights till 11.30pm. We lived a mile away so I'd ride my bike home, but I was still too wired to go to sleep. And my parents were in bed already, so I'd stay up till 1 watching Hogan's Heroes reruns. I got up at 5.45am to use the shower before my brothers, and then off to the bus stop for 7.15 pickup as we lived on the far end of town. Mr. Smith was amazing. He offered me the following, a raise to 425, I could do homework at work in the back room at the desk, I only had to do certain things for my job, basically keep things stocked, clean the floors, occasionally help someone bring their stuff to their car, and the kicker, you don't have to do anything Amy tells you to do anymore. I agreed. I went home and told mom, she was so happy, made my favorite dinner, hot dog soup, Basically, elbow macaroni, pasta sauce, hot dogs, and garlic bread on the side. My dad shook my hand and congratulated me. 4.25 an hour! It was, I think, a week before I worked with her again. It was a weeknight, so the store was quiet, and I'd have got through my homework and done all my work, except the final bit of cleaning the floors. I could hear her screaming for me from the other end of the store. I didn't move. I didn't reply. I then heard the clomp 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 of her coming. My back was to the open door leading into the store as I was sitting at the desk. She stands in the doorway and screams, I've been calling your name for half an hour. What the freak are you doing? My knees were shaking. I wasn't used to being yelled at by anyone other than my parents. I slowly spun the chair around, made eye contact and simply said, Mr. Smith said I didn't need to do anything you told me to do anymore. Then I slowly spun the chair around and pretended to read. I was too scared to read, but made a show of it. The pause and the quiet in the air was palpable. A short moment later, she clomped back up to the front of the store, quicker this time. In those days, if you had more than one phone on the same line, the phones would ding when the other receiver was picked up. I heard the receiver at the desk ding and thought, oh no, she's calling Mr. Smith. I heard muffled yelling from out front for a few moments and then heard the receiver crack down with a resounding bang. The receiver at my desk whimpered a subtle ding. I waited for her to come back. I was a bit scared, but nothing. She never came back. I finished up my shift, swept, mopped, left when she did as she locked up, and quickly rode home. Amy didn't talk to me much for a couple of weeks after that. She didn't order me around and didn't make my life harder. The other two cashiers, Betty and Charlie, however, really opened up more to me. 
While not friends because of age differences, they treated me like a colleague. Betty got me to tell her the story and then I found out so much more. Mr. Smith had given her a verbal lashing. Her kids and husband stopped spending so much time out front as well. While Amy and I never officially made up, things smoothed over after a few weeks and she was never rude to me again. As a final note, being able to do my homework at the store turned out to be amazing for my grades. I had several hours a night where I really didn't have anything to do, so I'd get ahead of my homework for the week, study for tests, read more, and my grades went up almost immediately. I ended up working there until the end of next summer, and then focused on school, sports, and friends. Honestly, Mr. Smith sounds like an amazing guy, and bless them for recognizing you're a quality employee and also deserve to do well in school and providing accommodations for all of that. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, we drove a mean nurse nuts with googly eyes. Before I go into why this specific nurse in my psychiatric hospital deserved the googly eyes, I should mention that this woman is an exception, and the people working in psych hospitals are generally great people. Psych hospitals, at least in countries with well-funded healthcare, are a great resource to get better. Three years ago, I, female 24 at the time, spent a total of 12 weeks in psychiatric hospital for severe depression and PTSD. On my second day during a group feedback session, a patient asked for a window to be opened. A nurse, the wrinkle, named after the prominent scowl wrinkle between her eyebrows, and the fact that her name rhymed, responded, are you dumb? It's February. I immediately hated her. She also regularly made patients cry, insulted them, yelled at them for small mistakes, made up random rules like no TV during meals if everyone wanted to watch, and worst of all, sent away patients with serious problems if they disturbed her meal. She yelled at me and others while I had a panic attack because she was busy with her dinner. Sorry if I interrupted you with your job. We reported her multiple times, but the hospital couldn't do anything because she had a fixed contract and they already had a staffing shortage. With the complaints not working, even her ignoring patient emergencies not having any consequences, and us being unable to do anything bad without a risk of losing our treatment spots, we were left with petty revenge. So a patient friend, male 26, and I bought a large pack of googly eye stickers. We started putting googly eyes on the rule paper with random new made-up rules only applicable during her shift that she hung on the office door, then on her photo which hung in the lobby with all the other employee photos. The wrinkle started angrily taking those down, but we added new googly eyes during her every shift. Other young patients started joining in by putting googly eyes in all the common areas where she was. The friendly dinosaur at the sink reminding you to wash your hands. The coffee machine, the fridge, magnets on the timetable magnet board, the calendar, the entry sign, and the office door all got googly eyes, and it pissed the wrinkle off. Every shift she would be too preoccupied searching for all these taunting googly eyes to yell at patients. The doctors and therapists, not knowing the reason for all the googly eyes, started encouraging us to continue being silly and having fun decorating the ward. We all started sticking googly eyes to our foreheads and running around like some sort of mental patients from the psych hospital when in Rome. 
The wrinkle eventually retreated and left us patients alone. I left four weeks into our googly terror campaign, but patient friends reported that the wrinkle soon left the ward. And even months after I left, my therapist still found random googly eyes and said they reminded him of us. As you can tell, it's not all sad on the depression ward. The patients have a lot of dark and silly humor, and when you're bored, have no reputation to lose, and start to rediscover fun, day-to-day life becomes very silly. Between chubby bunny karaoke, rollerblade table tennis, and jello sculpting getting forcibly admitted to the psych ward, despite one mean nurse, was a life-saving and actually enjoyable experience. Honestly, it's just disappointing to hear that there are actual instances of these bad examples of psych ward nurses out there in the real world. You always see these depictions of like evil people who don't care and try to shove the medicine down your throat and then lock the door and leave for the day. You just wish that there was an inspiration for that to be in movies and TV shows and things. Our next story is, try to blame us for you using all your own hot water? Okay, no hot water next time. We used to live in a duplex with a total jerk neighbor upstairs. They harassed us daily in the worst way for months. Classic crappy neighbor stuff with extra sprinkled on top. Suddenly, they started running their bath faucet for hours on end every day. One day, we found out that they'd been complaining their hot water kept getting used up and blamed us for doing too much laundry. Manager must have blown these off for a while because they knew we didn't share a hot water heater, just a water bill. Her complaining got so bad they started asking us to check her heater temp, which we did and it was fine. After this went on for over a week, I noticed a pattern. After running the faucet all day, she would turn it off for 20 minutes or so, turn it back on and for an hour or so with no stopping upstairs. So we figured that must be when she takes a shower. The next day, same thing, hours of running water, then shut off. This time we went and turned the water heater to lukewarm, not off but down. Within 5 minutes, she was stomping up a storm and could be heard yelling upstairs, screaming at the manager that we used all the hot water again. Finally, this is when the manager informed her that it was impossible for us to use all her hot water because she had her own hot water tank. More stomping happens and she's having a fit. They tell her they'll send maintenance over the next day while she's at work. The next morning when we wake up, we just put her heater back to normal. Maintenance came, ran her hot water for almost an hour without it running out. We had a good laugh about how she just used it all taking a too long shower. She never ran that long again too, and got kicked out a few months later for harassment. I have other stories, but not sure if they're actually revenge. Does anybody else think OP was oddly calm considering they shared a water bill and she was running it for hours? I mean, the revenge is good and it definitely warrants it when they're running you up costs, but OP just kind of glossed over the fact that they're probably spending hundreds more because she just runs it all day for some reason. This next story is, sure, I'll resign, but first, let me arrange a meeting. This happened in a time span of one year, around eight years ago. Things could be off, but... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The main event remains vivid in my mind. For this story, HR in our office will be Susan, because apparently we don't like Susans. Lazy assistant jerk will be LAH. LAH's direct boss will be Tom. Other characters will come into play, but they won't be relevant for the outcome. It's a long story, but I'll try my best to summarize it. I was fresh out of college, 22 to 23 year old female, and looking for a job in my field of expertise, law. One day, my BF Patricia and I go to this huge governmental office to submit our CVs to their work bank. To our luck, Susan appears like an angel and took our CVs, went on interviews, and we both got hired. While Patricia started with a better position as an assistant to one of the big dogs, I was stuck doing this boring job of receiving and distributing files, sitting in an office with Susan and someone else. But it only lasted one month, because soon I was working at the front desk with the boss, from that office, acting as his right hand, and had a new and better contract. This is when crap starts to bend. Apparently Susan made a mistake when making the contract from Lazy Assistant and gave him the position from my new contract. So to avoid creating chaos, she gave me his position, not an issue at first. See, his position earned a bit more than mine and Lazy Assistant was a pain in the butt because he disappeared from the building, locked his files, so I couldn't provide people information about things handled in his office unless I called his boss's office. His digital cards were not updated. The guy made my work more difficult, but I enjoyed throwing him out of the bus. One day, Susan and Lazy Assistant approached me to tell me I needed to resign from my position so Lazy Assistant could get his, earn more and do nothing, and I could get mine, do everything and earn less. I said I would, but after dealing with him for so long, I was reconsidering. Until these two decided to hunt me, try to make my life miserable by putting others against me, I was done with them. But being young, with the most innocent face, you wouldn't think I was plotting against you. So the last day Susan warned me about resigning, came petty revenge time. I worked at the front desk, so no one was suspicious if I was gone from my position, because sometimes I needed to get files, talk to people, gather info. I put over my shoulder lots of responsibilities. So after Susan's last tirade, I waltzed into Lazy Assistant Boss's office and directly said I needed to speak to Tom. And it went like this. I said, hey Tom, I'm having an issue with Lazy Assistant and Susan. They tell me I need to resign from my position so it can be given to him, but that's not the issue. The issue is that Lazy Assistant is not doing his job. Before I could continue, Tom said, I know, I also have issues with Lazy Assistant. My work is behind, everything is a mess, and my assistants complain about him. Give me a second, I'm going to call Big Dog A, biggest dog from that area. 
and Big Dog B. Tom calls both of them, and what seemed small at first turned into the biggest freak you meeting from that year. Tom said, okay, they're coming, but I also want Susan in here. 15 minutes, and Tom's office is full with tension. Three angry big dogs, an impressed OP, and a not-so-smuggy and scared Susan. Tom says, OP came here and said that she's required by Susan to resign. Wild Susan tries to interrupt. So, big dogs, after I filled you in with the tea, what are your insights? Big Dog B says, we're proud that OP said something, but Susan, you've been working here for 15 years. I had mad respect for you, but now I'm disappointed. What happened? Susan said, I made a mistake with the positions, and as lazy assistant is Tom's assistant, he should have OP's contract and vice versa. OP said she would agree to the switch. Tom said, of course OP would agree. You're terrorizing her. She's afraid of two older people plotting against her. And as I know, everything that happens at the main desk's office, Lazy Assistant and OP will keep contracts. As they are, because Lazy Assistant is not fulfilling his responsibilities. And you made a mistake, not OP. Thank you everyone, you may leave. Nina, his secretary, call Lazy Assistant, I want him here now. And off we left, to a land of dirty looks. Three people from the 30 that worked at the main desk not talking to me. Reputations lost and a happy OP left alone at last having her first victory in that minefield. I resigned a couple of months later after someone from the same building went into my office saying her boss wanted to interview me that same day. I went, we spoke, and I was instantly hired, but I lasted one month because someone else in the same building offered me a better position with the biggest dogs in the country. I have a couple of stories about that heckhole. It almost makes you wonder if there was like some intentional screw job here going on. Like how does somebody accidentally swap contracts for employees? And why was it allowed for OP to continue going on for so long until they deemed, alright, time to actually fix this mistake? Like does that make any sense? This next story is, does this make me a bad person? There was this guy I talked to last year. I let him treat me like crap because I just wanted companionship. I didn't want to be alone and sometimes I genuinely had a good time with him, but it was mostly him being mean and talking about how every other woman was more attractive than me. I'm also pretty positive he had a black girl fetish. He only liked me to hook up with me, but other girls he compared me to were all white. I had no self-respect and it still haunts me. Today, I opened my Snapchat and saw someone requested to be my friend. It was him. When he and I stopped talking last year, he posted a picture of him and his recent girlfriend. I asked him to smoke and he said he was trying monogamy, which was fine by me, because at the time I was building a connection with my current partner. It's weird because it wasn't me being jealous in the way of me wanting to be with him, but jealous in the way of him not seeing me as a real human with real emotions, the way he viewed her. When we stopped talking, the last thing I said was, you weren't a very good friend so freaking lame and then i removed him anyway i need some advice or different viewpoints should i accept him and let him see how much my life is improved without him there's also a picture of my current partner holding my niece on my story so it makes the idea of adding him even more compelling because it'd be hilarious if he thought she was my child i think if your life is good enough to make them jealous or upset that's awesome but i don't think you need to be chasing that feeling 
I think from start to end, the focus should always just be living a great life without that jerk. Our next story is, woman road rages against me, gets arrested during Christmas. This happened in early December last year. I'm driving home from school one afternoon, and I accidentally cut off a lady in a big suburban. I quickly got back into my original lane and waved an apology after she honked at me. I was a bit tired, so I missed her in my blind spot. I thought that might be the end of it, but boy was I wrong. My one careless move triggered a series of road rage incidents from her that I never thought anyone would be capable of resorting to. First, this woman speeds around me and aggressively cuts me off and brake checks me very hard. Mind you, the speed limit was 45 miles per hour and I was already doing 50. She had to be passing me at no less than 70 miles per hour. I gave her some room in case she brake checks me again, which she did, bringing our whole lane down to 15 miles per hour, all while flipping me off outside her window. I have a dash cam, so even if I hit her, I could have taken the insurance payout, but dealing with insurance is too much of a hassle. And I love my car, so I didn't want to damage it. Other cars start passing us, so I try to do the same, but she dives in front of me again. Eventually she lets me pass and I wave her sorry again, which she responds to with the finger. Finally we stop at a red light and she pulls alongside me yelling at me to roll down your freaking window you n-word. I'm not even black. Of course, I don't in case she pulls something out on me. Other cars are honking at her for blocking my adjacent lane while yelling at me, but she gives zero craps. Once the light turns green, I make a loop around the block to try and lose her, but to no avail. I even haul butt down an open road to see if she gives up. My car is heavily modded, so it can comfortably smoke her SUV, but she persists. I'm thinking, what kind of person has this much time on a weekday to follow someone around? Had I driven home, she could have come back later and did god knows what. So finally, I resort to calling the cops. Unfortunately, I'm right at the boundary of three counties, so I get bounced around dispatchers for about five minutes before finally ending up with the right jurisdiction. I explain my situation, and the dispatcher directs me to drive toward the nearest police precinct while an officer tries to intercept us. During the conversation with the dispatcher, she's still flipping me off, and the dispatcher can hear her honking. That's how close she was tailgating me. It's been over 30 minutes since the original incident. Seriously, who the freak has this much time? I stay calm and continue to relay to the dispatcher where I am as I pass intersections. Finally, after what felt like an eternity, I saw a Dodge Charger speeding up behind us. I couldn't tell if it was a patrol car as it appeared to be an undercover vehicle. No blues and reds yet. So I confirmed with the dispatcher if there was an officer behind us. It was. Once I saw the lights come on, I pulled over and she promptly followed. As I parked in some church lot, this fat butt dove out of her car, and only then she noticed the Christmas tree of lights behind us. The look on her face was priceless, and what does this idiot do? She darts towards the officer's car. The officer quickly commanded her to stop, which this bag of meat seemed to understand. Not long after, his corporal and another officer arrived. Now, I'm still sitting in my car waiting for the officer to come to me. I hear the witch making up some BS story, and in a few minutes, he comes up to my window to hear my side. The moment I stepped out of my car to talk to him, she yells at me, You freaking suck at driving! This was retaliated by the officer yelling at the woman. 
I told him my side and about all the brake checking and racial slurs and she obviously denied it. The instant when I mentioned that it was all on dash cam, her face went pale. The officer saw all the brake checks, excessive speed and tailgating once I pulled up the footage on my phone and then he asked me if I wanted to press charges. Of course I did. They searched her SUV and found an unregistered Glock underneath the driver's seat and a tiny bag of weed which isn't legal in my state. This woman got arrested for reckless driving, endangerment, possession of marijuana, and a couple of other things. I was told to just drive carefully with no ticket. This lady was crazy and I maintain that OP did the world a great service by getting her arrested. I mean, it probably will not teach her to be better next time, but maybe it'll be a roadblock, literally, before she goes and does something this stupid again. Our next story is, Nurse Stiff's DoorDash driver gets arrested. This occurred in September last year. I was making a routine lunch delivery to the hospital nearby. The customer didn't provide any delivery instructions other than to call when I arrived. I called and called, no reply, waited and waited. In that instance, we leave the food in a safe place, in this case at the admissions desk, and notify the customer. About five minutes later, I started getting furious texts from this person. Where's my food? I told you where to bring it, you gosh darn moron. Not to leave it there. This is all your fault. You're a freaking idiot. I apologized profusely despite her incessant lies that she said where to leave it and her swearing at me. Five minutes go by and I get notified that she claims she never received the food and left a negative rating. So I contacted support to address the rating and since I was nearby, returned to the delivery location to find out what happened to the order. When I arrive, the admissions desk personnel tell me this individual came down in a huff, cussing and took the food, and it's on camera. DoorDash is on with the customer who's texting that someone stole it and she refuses to pay for it. I knew that the order name was Russian, unusual. DoorDash says if I can verify it was received, they'll remove the rating. Admissions people notify an admin to come talk to me. The admin contacts hospital security who speaks to me, then decides to go ask the nurse to pay for the order. They talk to her. She refused. They said they might be forced to notify the police and she said, go ahead to hospital security. Anywho, the police are contacted. I file a brief statement for theft of services and a female detective reached out to me a few weeks later. I said, do you really think it's worth pursuing such a small amount? And she reminded me of her vindictive texts and how she was offered multiple opportunities to avoid charges and she refused. She literally came after me hard. My mind was instantly made up. The detective said she would go to her house first, but if she wasn't home, she'd arrest her at the hospital. It was misdemeanor fraud and something else. Then months went by, heard nothing back then got an email from the court on Tuesday asking for my address, where to send the check for restitution, and she pled guilty. Well, needless to say, I sure hope DoorDash banned this customer. I know there's like data issues and you don't want to work with competitors, but I feel like all these apps, these food delivery apps that get treatment like this from a customer, should be able to have some reason to like share the information with the others so that gets blocked unanimously. Because people who deliver their food and do honest work like that don't deserve that kind of treatment, even if they did make a mistake. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. 
or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 